The moment you have been waiting for is finally here, Dolphins fans. You have a new head coach, the Miami Dolphins, hiring San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel to end their latest extensive head coaching search. What does it mean? Where do we go from here? We're going to dig into it, so make sure you get locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. This is your host, Kyle Krabs, the director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and your host here on Locked on Dolphins. I want to thank you for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of today, and today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. This is, first and foremost, been a long time coming. And this has been uh, a decision that a lot of Dolphins fans have been heavily pulling for since a couple viral clips went, clips went out uh, about Coach McDaniel the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, replacing Brian Flores. And um, there are some surface-level dots to connect in which this makes sense, most particularly that this is an offensive-minded coach whose primary objective is going to be developing an offensive system and developing a young quarterback into a tongue of And uh, I, I think the thing that pops most to me about this hire is, in my opinion, it is a high-risk, high-reward hire. Uh, I think the resume uh, is plenty impressive enough on a surface level for Coach McDaniel. He's been in the league coaching 15 years. He's been a part of the very successful McVay-Shanahan tree, and um, he's obviously worked his way up to offensive coordinator status. And you look at plenty of the other coaches off of this tree in recent years, and their successes as head coaches, it's hard to ignore. It is. Um, but Coach McDaniel and his body of work, it's, it's the risk in the same way that I thought the Matt LaFleur risk was uh, when the Green Bay Packers hired him from the Tennessee Titans after just one year of being the offensive coordinator. And... I'm really fascinated to see what kind of staff Coach McDaniel is able to put together to help build this thing out. And I would expect, as some of the reports have indicated, that there's there's going to be some coaches that are prioritized from the existing staff that to remain on staff. And if I were looking at a list of coaches on staff that I would want to prioritize, I think this is the first place I want to start. I do believe the first coach I would prioritize making sure is back in my building again next year is the coach who was responsible for the unit that you would argue or suggest coaches the identity of the team or the lifeblood of the team, and that's the defensive backs. Coach Gerald Alexander 
uh, is a rising star in the coaching community. The Dolphins have been fortunate to have him for the last couple of years, and he coaches the Dolphins' most important position because the complexities of which Miami's defense is able to run is run in part because the Dolphins have as much talent, versatility, and good coaching on the back end of the defense. I really need Coach McDaniel, if you're listening, I really need Gerald Alexander to be on your staff. And the good news is, amidst this transition, he hasn't been plucked and gone anywhere. He's not accounted for on somebody else's coaching staff, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, But the rest of the defensive staff, I know, is still kind of in limbo. I think that the writing on the wall there, plus the reports of what Miami would like to see, uh, in regards to their defensive staff, is, is kind of the writing on the wall that you know th- there's probably going to be a large number of retained coaches from the previous staff. And how Coach McDaniel assimilates himself into that group, well, that's, that's the big mystery. Um, but Coach McDaniel, for those of you who are not super familiar, and it is McDaniel, there is no S on the end, please, and thank you. Went to Yale. Very intelligent dude. He's very highly regarded by anybody who's been around him for his intelligence. And his experience in the league, uh, he was an intern for the Denver Broncos in 2005, an offensive assistant for the Texans for three seasons from 2006, 2007, 2008. Made a short stop with the Sacramento Mountain Lions as the running backs coach. And then was back in the league was a part of that famous Washington staff that had all those McVay-Shanahan guys on it. Uh, 2011 through 2013, he was on the offensive staff as an assistant for the Washington football team, or the, the Washington Commanders, since they have embraced a new name, rebranded. Uh, Cleveland Browns, 2014 wide receivers coach, Atlanta Falcons offensive assistant, 2015-2016, San Francisco 49ers run game 2017 through 2020 before a promotion when Miami was interviewing him for their vacant OC position last year uh, to offensive coordinator, a role that he held this past year. So uh, McDaniel is... Certainly someone who I would consider a hire being made with the quarterback in mind. And if the Dolphins are going to make this work, I do think this is the right offensive system for Tua Tungvaloa to reach his optimal potential. And the reason why I believe that is you look at some of the other quarterbacks who have stepped into this system, I think Tua Tungvaloa has better physical skills as a passer than Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo, throughout the course of his time as the San Francisco 49ers head coach, has had some productive seasons. Now, he's battled injuries, right? But he has, since coming to San Francisco, thrown for 66 touchdowns and 38 interceptions. He came to San Francisco in 2017, the same time that Coach McDaniel was in the building, He offered a career passer rating in San Francisco of 98.3 and a net yards per attempt of 7.38. That was boosted by a league-leading 7.68 net yards per attempt 
this year. Net yards per attempt is important because it's not just how many yards minus how many pass attempts or divided by how many pass attempts. It accounts for sack yards and yards lost in that regard. And then you can go one step further and you can account for uh, turnovers and touchdowns with adjusted net yards per attempt, which Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in his career in San Francisco offers a very strong 7.11 as a point of reference for a couple of those numbers to a tongue of Aloha to this point in his career through two seasons, uh, has an 88.8 passer rating. Uh, so Jimmy Garoppolo's passer rating in San Francisco with McDaniel on the staff, and obviously how much of that is McDaniel is yet to be determined. Um, though 10 points lower for his career passer rating. He's thrown for 27 touchdowns versus 15 interceptions and a net yards per attempt of 5.82, so almost a yard and a half discrepancy between Jimmy Garoppolo and Tua Tungvaloa as far as their efficiency per attempt as passers. That's where the ground can be gained in this offensive system. And now that we know what offensive system we're working in, we can begin to evaluate the performance of the players from last year and project them into the new expectations based on what we know about this offensive system. I'm looking forward to doing that. This has been something that's been on hold for about three weeks uh, for my offseason plan. Dolphins fans, listen up. I cannot stress this enough. If you're driving around, make sure you get the Get Upside app today. Listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are saving as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime in your bank account, PayPal, e-gift cards such as Amazon or other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the playoffs, right to the big game, just around the corner. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute information on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. So with, with all that in mind, I am interested to see what the development of Tua Tagovailoa becomes uh, under this new regime and in this new offense. It has been traditionally quite friendly uh, to quarterbacks. But um, there is this thing that just sits in the back of my mind, right? And, and if Tua Tagovailoa ends up not developing into a difference-making quarterback, then in a couple of seasons, we will probably end up all wanting to go in a different direction and finding somebody who can be and provide more dynamic play at the quarterback position. And if that is the case, and that's, that is a natural progression for this offense. And I know I touched on this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about McDaniel and his prospects, but think about Kyle Shanahan coming in to San Francisco 
and enjoying the time that he has with the numbers that he's had with Jimmy Garoppolo when healthy. And yet the team felt so compelled that they needed more dynamic play despite the numbers that I just kind of went through that they traded three first-round picks for an FCS quarterback with 17 career starts because he was a better athlete and more dynamic, better physical tools. The Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. Jared Goff had like 4,800 yards passing in two seasons. Took him to a Super Bowl. They didn't win, but they went to a Super Bowl. And despite all that success in giving Jared Goff a contract extension, they kind of looked themselves in the mirror and said, hey, you know what? We need more dynamic play at quarterback, so we're going to trade two ones for Matt Stafford. And that's the concern, and if that's the case, maybe Mike McDaniel comes in and he blows the doors off this thing. And if that's the case, then they made the right hire. But if they made the hire with the development of Tua in mind. One of the concerns that I have, or just questions that I have, is that is Tua Tagovailoa a dynamic passer that is going to avoid that track record of teams wanting more at the quarterback position even though they're playing efficient football and they're playing productive football? And if the answer is no, and that doesn't happen, then I question whether or not you could have gone a different direction with this hire that would have had better optimal forecast for the rest of the team. So if this hire was made and, hey, we got to make Tua work, guys. Like, who's the best coach for Tua? And it doesn't work. It's how you turn a three-year miscalculation into a seven-year miscalculation. And I'm not saying that's what this is. And we obviously need to see this play out, and we need to see how uh, the staff that he assembles and what they're able to do from a personnel perspective to fit the vision that he has and how he tweaks his vision. And you know, I would expect him to be scheme flexible, as smart and intelligent and football high football IQ as Coach McDaniel is. It would strike me as though he's not somebody who's going to say, this is what we're running, and we're going to run it whether we got the guys to do it or not. And if we don't have the guys to do it, well, then you guys are just going to have to bear with me, sit tight, and uh, in three years we'll figure it out because we'll have had two opportunities to totally restack the deck on that side of the football, which inevitably would then in turn cause deterioration on the defensive side of the ball, and we'd be right back where we're at right now anyway. I don't think he's going to be that kind of coach. Um. But I do, I, I can't help but wonder, you know, what the biggest point of emphasis was for the hire. Was it the best hire for developing the quarterback to try and get that decision right and to look better and stabilize that position? Was it to bring in somebody who could collaborate with Chris Greer? Was it somebody who you thought, thought from a systemic perspective married pretty well to what you've wanted to do, but has the communication systems and the, uh, the structure and the play calling acumen to bring it to fruition? I don't know. I wasn't in the interviews. But these are the kinds of questions that I have as I'm sitting here just digesting this hire, right? Like, I've seen all the same clips that everybody's sharing and pushing around on social media. And, yeah, the guy's got a lot of personality, and that's great. But personality doesn't win football games. And Mike McDaniel, by all accounts, is extremely intelligent. 
So that's going to take you a long way in winning football games. But his experience is the question mark for me that I'm just a little apprehensive to figure out who's going to be your ace in the hole assistant coach that you're going to bring in who's been there before as a head coach that's going to help make sure from a CEO and leadership perspective, this Dolphins team has what it needs to be able to build off of the positive momentum. And I think that's the right mentality. Build off the positive momentum that has been put in place by this team's growth over the last two seasons. And it has grown a lot. And that's what makes this higher such a critical juncture for this team. Because let's be honest, when you have the volume of hires that the Dolphins have had to make from both a player personnel and coaching perspective, when you have the volume of decision-making to build a foundation that the Dolphins have had over the course of the last three years, you're going to get decisions wrong. That's law of averages. Nobody is going to say, okay, we got five first-round picks over the next five years. We're going to hit them all. We're going to hire ace in the hole, uh, offensive assistants. They're going to be home run decisions. And we are going to add 40 nucleus players to this roster, and they're all going to be good. That's not how the league works. That's an unrealistic expectation to set for any team out there. So yes, this rebuild, I would generally consider to be largely successful to this point. Because you do have a strong nucleus of young talent on the roster. You do still have a lot of salary cap spending power at your disposal. You still do have above average long-term forecast for draft capital. You have all these things. And you look at the roster and you say, well, yeah, let's get a couple of dudes on the offensive side of the ball. Let's retain the guys we got on the defensive side of the ball and strap up. Let's see where we can go. Now, some of the dudes that we need on the offensive side of the ball are at critical positions, the offensive line. I still don't think we know what we have in Tua Tungvaloa, and perhaps Mike McDaniel's going to bring it out of him, and we're going to find out. But this hire is either going to break us off the plateau and it is going to raise us up to the level that we are aspiring for amidst all the other chaos around this organization right now, or it is going to come cascading back down and then the rebuilding effort of the last three years will be something. Only then will it be something that I consider for not. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And here's the best part. These things are top of the first round. They are absolutely, positively delicious. Right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. So if you are in the pro McDaniel camp, you are probably going to come out of this podcast and think I'm a wet blanket. Uh, And that's fine. You know, McDaniel was not somebody who I would have considered to have been my top choice for the job. I know he's very popular on Dolphins Twitter. I read it. I see it. I understand the excitement. Um, but I do just, I, I am in wait and see mode with Coach McDaniel. I understand the thought process of the hire. It felt like this was somebody who was on their immediate shortlist for a very long time. 
but it is an ambitious hire, and it is a high-risk hire. Uh, it is not something that I would consider to be open and shut, an upgrade over the previous coaching regime that we had. Coach Flores had his warts as a coach. Coach Flores did have some missteps as a coach, particularly in game management and challenges and uh, some stubbornness with player personnel. That's all fine and dandy. But he did win football games at a rate in which we haven't seen a Dolphins coach do for quite some time. And that is going to be a tough bar for Coach McDaniel to, to clear. And, and based on uh, the expectations of this organization, Coach McDaniel is going to be expected to come in here and win, and win quickly. Probably would like to see them avoid seven-game losing streaks, which the Dolphins have had two of in the last three years as well, despite the other successes that the, the team has showcased over that stretch of time as well. So... Um, I need to know more about his staff. And I would like to hear him speak about his vision. I'm sure the Dolphins are going to get a chance to get him on the podium and kind of talk through his vision for the team. And based on what we've seen from him, uh, he's probably going to be pretty transparent about what his impressions and what his uh, vision is for the Dolphins. And that will be a nice change of pace because the last – uh, regime that was here and present in Miami uh, did play things close to the vest. They didn't like to go out of their way to share uh, strategic information about their thought process or why they're making decisions that they are. It was very, just matter of fact, close to the vest, a la the Bill Belichick school of talking to the media. So I'm not worried about Mike. Mike McDaniel will win the press conference. I can tell you that because of the, the energy that's already around the hire from the fan base, he's going to be somebody that walks out of the interview and everybody's going to be like, oh, this, this is great, it's amazing. Uh, but I need to read the fine print, personally. And I look forward to, to working through that process of my personal viewpoint of Coach McDaniel and the hire as I'm reading the fine print with all of you here on the show. So make sure you hit subscribe, keep it locked in, right here on Locked on Dolphins. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Today's introductory podcast episode to your new head coach, former San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel, who is now the lead man in South Florida. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Lockdown Dolphins.